0: Since the start of the coronavirus pandemic, we've had a daily segment on AirTalk Anytime at LAS.com, KPCC.org, or subscribe wherever you download podcasts. For two years now, our COVID experts like UC Davis Children's Hospital, Dr. Dean Blumberg, have provided us with a kind of clear and evolving and balanced information to help us make sense of, you know, what we often didn't understand or we're just starting to get our our arms around when it comes to COVID-19. I'm so indebted to our medical experts who have just given hours and hours of their time and expertise to help us go through this together in Southern California. And one of our favorites, of course, is Dr. Dean Blumberg, Chief of Pediatric Infectious Disease at UC Davis Children's Hospital. Dr. Blumberg, a very good Friday morning to you.
1: Good morning to you, Larry. I think one of the most important things you mentioned right there was evolving. I mean, has this changed? Like every single day, (laughs) there seems to be something new.
0: Well, and I think it, hopefully, it has helped us live in that place of uncertainty to some degree because often our security is based on us feeling like we totally understand the variables of what threat we're dealing with. And in this case, we haven't really fully understood all of that. We've tried to mitigate risk. We've tried to make our own decisions about risk-reward ratios, you know, without having full knowledge just because it's not available. And so, I, you know, I think trying to get the most knowledge that we can, at least for me, has, has helped with my feelings of anxiety and, and uncertainty around this. And I, I would assume even for you as a medical professional, that's true to some degree.
1: Yeah, I think it is. You know, I have to say that at least early in the pandemic, I was so distracted by all the day-to-day pressures that there were. I wasn't thinking about myself that much or or daily life. I was just, you know, working, working hard in the hospital and trying to figure out what the right policies would be and seeing patients and figuring out treatment guidelines and all that. Um, And so really, it wasn't until um, much later in the pandemic that that it really kind of hit me about how how big this was and how, how much it affected everybody to such a deep degree.
0: And I'm trying to recall and, and forgive me if it wasn't you, but I thought, you know, when we were talking earlier on, I, I was trying to remember if you changed your clothes when you got home or there were there were things that that medical professionals were doing just because of concerns of infecting people at home after working in the hospital. And, and do you recall the steps that you took early on?
1: Yeah, I didn't change my clothes, but my wife, who was really doing a great job of isolating at home, um, when she was going to visit her mother, she she didn't want to be that close to me, at even at home, physically close to me at home, because of the concern that I might be exposed and transmit to her and that she might transmit to her 98-year-old mother when she went and visited her. So. So there were um, a couple weeks there where we really worked hard at separating at home, and this was before we had wide availability of testing, which I think really provides a, a lot of peace of mind now.
0: All right, Dr. Dean Blumberg, UC Davis Children's Hospital. I'm particularly interested in hearing from parents uh, what your questions are for Dr. Blumberg to take specific advantage of his expertise. We're at 866-893-5722, or you can email your questions, comment at kpcc.org. Please include your location as well as your first name. Uh, where do you think we stand with the... Um, ba two variant, which now is about a third of the cases, I guess, um, do we think that it's going to fuel a significant increase in COVID hospitalizations?
1: Yeah, I, I, you know, I hope not. I think it might, in, it might result in an increased number of cases, um, but we're hoping that there's enough population immunity now and enough immunity among individuals who've either been vaccinated or previously infected that this the strain will result in some breakthrough infections that may not result in a large increase in hospitalization. So instead of seeing the surges that we've seen due to Delta and due to Omicron, that we might see a mild increase in the number of cases and really really monitor the hospitalizations very closely to, to make sure that there, there isn't a squeeze on healthcare systems.
0: Uh, I was looking at a story uh, from NPR reporter Will Stone about vaccination and the risk of long covid because you know a lot of people are concerned even if they get mild covid the symptoms are are you know very slight or or even asymptomatic covid that they could get long covid and still have lasting medical problems of the result of that but it appears that being fully vaccinated seems to re- reduce that risk of long covid can can you share with us what we're learning about that
1: yeah, so people get long covid and they they can get this whether they have a severe infection, a mild infection or even even asymptomatic infection. It doesn't appear to correlate with severity. Um, of infection. But preventing infection um, does appear to result in in mitigating long COVID. And so that's why vaccination, which reduces risk of infection, is protective. And there's a variety of studies that look at this and you get anywhere between 50 and 90 percent decreased risk of long COVID by being fully vaccinated and being up to date. But it is, you know, it is, it's kind of scary to think about even asymptomatic infection resulting in these long-term effects.
0: Yeah, so true. But again, another reason to encourage people to be vaccinated because, you know, even if they think, well, I'm young, I'm healthy, if I get it, it's, you know, I may be sick a few days, no big deal. But because of that risk of, of long COVID, still good for people that are in that young and very healthy category.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And if you know somebody, if you talk to somebody who's had long COVID, I mean, it's really impressive how disruptive this is to people's lives. You know, if they're working or in school, it really interferes with the work in school. And even if they're not working or at school, it really interferes with their daily activities and their enjoyment of socializing with friends and family.
0: Let's talk with Isabella in Woodland Hills. You're on air talk with Dr. Dean Blumberg.
1: Yeah. The masking requirement, now that masking is no longer required in an establishment, let's say artisanal ice cream making, do I have to be concerned about possibly getting the new B variant through eating ice cream or other food that doesn't get reheated? I'm just kind of been a little bit worried about that again. I wasn't worried about it in the past. I know it's less likely, but I'm wondering if that's an issue now, unmasked. People not wearing masks while they're preparing food.
0: Yeah, Isabella, thank you very much for that. Dr. Blumberg. Yeah,
1: I would say enjoy the ice cream. It's not transmitted by food or by touching to a meaningful degree. The primary route of infection mm-hmm. continues to be uh, via the respiratory route. And so I'm not concerned about transmission by by food.
0: Well, oh, it's good to hear, Isabella. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Yeah, that's another one of those things uh, of evolving information, right? Because we um, we thought early on there was the potential for that. Everybody wiping down surfaces, and you know, wiping down. There was concern about taking takeout, and maybe it could be transmissible. And fortunately, we we learned fairly early on that that was that was not a threat.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so it's been nice to have the main focus really evolve into the respiratory route, into vaccinations and masking as the primary ways to prevent infection.
0: We're talking with Dr. Dean Blumberg, UC Davis Children's Hospital, Chief of Pediatric Infectious Diseases at, at uh, UC Davis Children's. I uh, want to ask you about uh, what's being dubbed medium COVID, people with sort of a gray area. Real quickly, um, you know, what how would you describe medium COVID and, and, you know, what people experience with that?
1: Yeah, you, you, there's a whole spectrum. You can have asymptomatic infection. You have, can have acute infection, get better in a few weeks. You can have more medium COVID to be symptomatic, um, gradually improving, but symptomatic for a month or two or long COVID for over a month and, and really prolonged symptoms. So, you know, there's a real spectrum of, of illness.
0: All right. Dr. Blumberg, as always, thank you so much for being with us on Air Talk. Have a wonderful weekend, and we'll look forward to talking with you in the coming days.
1: Yeah, have a great weekend, Larry.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of COVID in LA. If you'd like to stay up to date with the latest coronavirus news, you can listen anytime at las.com at kpecc.org or subscribe wherever you download podcasts. See you next time, and stay safe.